Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk Podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We're both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 54. Today we're focusing on fourth grade in the music room. We'll also share some highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. It is time for the highs and the lows. The highs and the lows. So many highs and oh, so many so lows. Many lows. <laughs> this or, time of year is rough. It's Can a year before. I'm sorry. No, a week before. <laughs> it feels like a year. It feels like a year. It's a week before Christmas break. It is. So it's, here we are. It's yeah. I saw one of those Facebook posts that's like, check on teacher friends. They're living off coffee and cop drop, cough drops. Yeah. We're not okay. You know, no. something like that. Uh, but, yes. But let's 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 talk about us. <laughs> That'll make it better. <laughs> Misery right, loves Tanya. company. Um, I'm actually going to go high because Yay. i got to just grasp on to the high things. Good. I love okay, it. Okay, so I made up this dorky thing. <laughs> yes. That was kind of fun and a little annoying. Um, anyway, it, but the kids bought into it, so I'm thrilled. Okay. Uh, so I, at this time of year, of course, like many, I'm reading lots of fun books I love to read the book My Favorite Things. Are you, uh-huh. You're familiar with this picture book? Um, I feel like I am, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, well, but it's like the you know, song from the sound of, of course, music. from the okay. sound of music. I got it. And it is like the Julie Andrews version. It's not like a, you know, diversion into the jazz John Coltrane or anything. I mean, it's like straight up, straight up my favorite my favorite things. things. And it's a beautiful book. I do. I. I I love it. I read it to my own children. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I have two copies and I can't find either of them. Oh, so no. I checked it out from the library. Oh, nice. Because, you know. Anyway, so I've been reading this to um, first graders and second graders. And then this week I started doing this thing where I make I get them in a circle. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like a sharing circle except for it's not real official. But I pass my plastic, you know reverberating mic Uh and I say tell us one of your favorite things and they don't even have to sing it oh so I give them a few seconds I'm like okay we're gonna close our eyes and think about a favorite thing because I'm capitalizing on the whole um I simply remember my favorite things and then I don't feel so bad I love it because that's what I need yeah um and so it's just like our own version of my favorite things. And then uh-huh. we go around the circle, and all they have to do when they have the mic is they have to say, you know, something that is one of their favorite things. So it's been very interesting because we get some, like, my Minecraft game, and yes. we get some of that. But we also get, like, hanging out with my brother and my dog, you know, Aww. like sweet things. And after every one, we go, these are a few of my favorite things. Oh, nice. If you're just singing of two. Oh, and you leave it on that unresolved chord. I know. And at first I was thinking there's no way they can sing. But they've heard it so many times. Yeah, now they're doing that. That they're singing it. What grade did you say you're doing this I with? did this with first graders and second graders. Aw, And sweet. so then we pass the mic and someone says, cookies and milk and hot chocolate. Aww. These are a few of my favorite things. And then we pass it and they go, Minecraft and blowing up stuff on <laughs> video games. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> so it gets a little monotonous. So that's sure. what I, you know. So in the second grade class of very many kids, uh-huh. it, it got a little crazy making at the end, but I saw it through and we did it. 
nice. And everybody wants to hear everyone else's favorite thing. Aww. So that's my, you know, made it up just this week, tried it out, and it was it was good. Very it sweet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So what about you? High All or right. low? I guess it's a high. I don't really know how to categorize this. It's, it's more of a funny story than anything, but I just had to share. Oh, please. So I guess it's high just because it makes me laugh. So we have this super, super sarcastic young man in sixth grade who always has, you know, a comeback. He's he's never a kid. What? That, a sixth grader? I know, right? Shocking. He, you know, you can never have the last word with this kid. He'll uh-huh. always have something else to say. And um, it's not always, like, intelligent in the way that, like, he doesn't always know what he's even saying because mm. he's just he's just talking to hear himself talk. Yeah. Um, I've known this child for a long time, and we actually have a decent relationship, but lately he's been a little extra himself. And um, It's that time of extra. For, yes. For no reason whatsoever, literally on his way, I didn't even say a word. I just motioned to invite them into my room. He looked at me, and he said, Okay, boomer. Under his voice. So you know this whole okay boomer yeah. thing is like a trend. Wow. Right? And did you say, go back and do your research. I, well, You're no. off. Oh, I didn't tell him <laughs> to do his research. I decided to give a whole lecture. Oh, my. <laughs> well, and this is where, you know, I, I just, I, my Gen Xer came out. You'd be so proud of me. <laughs> I said, if you're going to try to sarcastically insult me for my age, would you please do it appropriately? You would say, okay, Gen Xer, in which case my response would be an eye roll and an I don't care what you have to say about me because I'm a Gen Xer. Yes, but you wouldn't say that because you would forget right. about us Gen Xers because that's how that goes. Well, yeah, so that resulted in blank stares, but all the other kids started <laughs> snickering because they knew that I was trying to like school him on something. And I said, no, really, in all seriousness, what do you mean, okay, boomer? And he goes, I don't know, I just hear it. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. so yeah. you just repeat things and you don't you're really know You're going to be the master of sarcasm. You should know what you're saying. <laughs> so we had a little chat and a little a little learning session about the different <laughs> generations and what stereotypes go with them and how sometimes <laughs> it's funny and sometimes it can go too far and you can hurt someone's feelings. And mm-hmm. not that he hurt my feelings, but, you know, again, I'm, I'm not that old and let's be clear what my, what my generation is. So yes. anyways... It just turned into a funny thing, and he looked a little dumbfounded by the Good. whole thing. Yeah. But the rest of his classmates were just kind of snickering about the whole thing because they just thought, you know, I, Miss Nicholas is not to be trifled with. That it's is really hilarious. The I love theme it. of that whole story. Awesome. And it just made me smile the whole day. We are talking about fourth grade, yeah. fourth grade rhythmic concepts and melodic concepts. Shall we list them? Sure. I keep missing this part. I'm going to let you do it, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking today rhythmically about syncopa, eighth quarter eighth, um, tomti, dotted quarter, quarter eighth, eighth. Um, fa, melodically, and t, melodically. Yes, yes. And it always, you know, is worth saying that if you're not there in fourth grade, that's okay. You should quit teaching. <laughs> I will say, I just told Tony this off, like, I presented Fa to my sixth graders this yes. week. But They're, again, I'm kind of in, like, halfway older beginner land with You them, know what? Don't you know? justify. No, you no, are no. where you are. No, and I, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy with that. I'm fine with it. They're they're doing great. They're reading and singing. Frankly, I think and... you get more points for 
going with where the kids are at. Oh, totally. Then staying on track according to grade level or month or anything. I mean, there are curriculum guides out there. You can buy stuff. You can buy Lamar Robertson's and Ann Eisen's yearly plans yeah. and flop that big thing open yep. and check it out. You could buy people's stuff on TPT. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. They're not teaching your students right. under your circumstances. Right. And so really, it's wherever the students are. You've got to teach those kids. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about things within, you know, a quote-unquote traditional code I sequence, you know, that, that we're familiar with, that we use in our Colorado program. And so this is just what we're calling fourth-grade concepts. Exactly. But it's really just where so we're So if you want a Cinco pod in sixth grade, because that's where it, it's going to happen. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So starting with Cinco Pa, can I can I say something about Cinco Pa? Sure. I have not been calling it Cinco Pa, Tanya. Oh my! Have you been calling it short, long, short? Well, first? no. And, I mean, yeah, when we prep. prep. But I mean, when, even when I present tita, it, we're tita. calling it Tita T. Because okay. here's what I found: when I was calling Cinco Pa as a combination Cinco Pa, they're all fine and dandy with that. And then when I taught Tom T later, it really kind of seemed to mess with them that I was calling the eighth note T mm-hmm. in that circumstance, but I wasn't calling it T in the Cinco Pa circumstance. Interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? I totally see um, So I decided just to, to call it the rhythm what it is, and I, I'm still talking about it as a unit, and mm-hmm. I haven't introduced this term of syncopation, quote-unquote, but I am going to talk about that at some point in time. I haven't decided when that's going to come up. But Well, this I is the know. hardest is rhythmic just, concept in elementary school. It totally is. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to put that out there, too, in case you are in the same boat with me, ye who is listening. Um, <laughs> if your kids are not jiving with calling it syncopa, I mean, there's pros and cons, right? Because I understand calling it that because then you see it as a unit. Exactly. But I don't know. For me, it Cause trouble down the road when I got to Tom T. So well, and I just if decided to do Tita T. And if they're writing so. that well, then that's yeah, good. and they're speaking it well. They understand that the T is half the amount of time as the Ta, and you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, just wanted and, to throw it out there. Yeah, and it also needs to be said that before Cinco Pa happens. You really want to make sure that they understand the concept of split T's. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's huge. And do you so, d- introduce that right before single power in fourth grade-ish, or do you I do, do it, it way earlier? Well, I do it in the fourth grade year. In fact, it's like around this time because I have them, I have fourth graders read the rhythm for Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, uh-huh. and I have um, the rhythm written out, and it's all Ta's and T's, but... This is where I make, uh, where I show them, like, okay, do you see why we beam these eighth right. notes together? Because we read it with beamed eighth notes. We read it with split eighth notes with all the flags. It's a great, you know, ti ti ta 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 ti ti ta Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy is a really great thing to see because they can so see there's row. all these, you know, eighth notes. Yeah. And it's it's harder to read with totally. the split T's. And I also do this silly thing where we we walk around the room as Taz. Yeah. And we walk around the room as T T T T and we talk about split T's. And so when we hear those eighth notes, they have a choice that they can beam with a friend mm-hmm. or they can fly their own flag. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're running. <laughs> I know it's fourth grade, but they go with me on yeah, that. No, yeah, no, I do the same thing. That's how I kind of present the ideas. I talk about TT's walking down the street and they're really good friends and they get in an argument and then they split apart. But they've been friends for so long that their arms are stuck that way. Oh, And cute. that's why their little flags are stuck. <laughs> that's kind of sad. I know, it is. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of how so I plan. So I'm planting the seed right now. Nice. Because okay. I don't. Cinco Pa with fourth grade until the springtime. Oh, okay. 
because it just seems like we need it, that's, that's just where it happens. And I so we're split teen now. Okay. We'll Cinco Paw soon. Cool. All right, so favorite literature for Cinco Paw? Well, and you know, um, it's a hot topic, hot button issue. There's several Cinco Paw songs that I don't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. Some of um, the classics that many of us have done for many years would be the Canoe Song mm-hmm. and Land of the Silver Birch. Exactly. And thanks to the research of many people, um, we're, we're finding that these contrived songs are really... And not appropriate. Not appropriate, and they're really stereotyping they're Native appropriating. American music. Yeah, Native There's American music. There's lots of research, and maybe we can link to that. Yes. If you go to Decolonizing the Music Room, right. which I've mentioned before on this podcast... There's some extensive research by a teacher. I believe her first name is Michelle, I think, off the top of my head. Oh, um, the, the Native American yes, music yeah, education. Who, yeah, who has lots of great research yes. about why we shouldn't be doing these songs in case you're And then Ipoi Tai Tai A, which is a lovely song. Right, but doesn't the translation, it's a little sexual, isn't it's it? It's a lot sexual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never done that one in my classroom, so that was one that I didn't have to eliminate because I had never done it. <laughs> All right. Um, but one of my but favorites. But ones that we do. Yeah, yeah. so Hill and Gully Rider. Hill and um, Gully. Yeah, Hill and Gully Rider. Hill and Gully. Took my horse and come down. Hill and Gully. But my horse done stumbled down. Hill and Gully. And the nighttime came a tumbling down. Hill and okay, Gully. Okay, we're not going to yeah. do the whole thing. It's, it's a call and response. Um, and, and there's a zombie say, in there. Yeah, I, I haven't always done this one, but this year I did it, and I remember talking to you about it, and you mentioned the zombie, and I was doing Cinco Pa, Tita Ti, around Halloween time, and mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. And my kids really got into it. They really enjoyed it, and yeah. we did like a little, you know, mini ORF arrangement with it, yeah. and then I had a little troop of actors who kind of acted out, like Ooh, uh, riding the horse, quote-unquote, like they just put their hands on the other kid's shoulder, and then the other kid was a zombie, and they... Cool. they Got to act out the story kind of however they wanted and really great, but yeah, that hill and gully, tita tita, and like so many kind of response songs, this has a momentum to it, right? That just builds and and they really get into that. They really, really loved it. Yeah, so yeah, what's one of your favorites, Tanya? Well, this is not a traditional, well, I mean. I don't. I really honestly haven't researched it, and I have, and I should. Um, but I like, shake the papaya down. Uh-huh. I'm saying that wrong. Mama says no play. This is a work day. Up, up with, with the bright sun, get all the work done. If you will help me climb up the tall tree, shake the papaya down. And you might be uh, familiar with, there's lots of octavo uh, arrangements. There's, And I don't. I don't remember who put together the arrangement that I'm really familiar with. But it's just been a really, it's a really accessible piece uh-huh. for kids. And it's got that shake the papaya, oh, yeah, that, that cinco pies everywhere. And it's, there. it's a song that they really like. So yeah. it's one I've been using, but it's not, a f- I haven't officially been using it because I honestly don't have it in my song collection. Uh-huh. I haven't analyzed it. <laughs> I'm not passing it on to anyone, you know. But, but it's a fun little tune. But it's a fun little yeah. uh, one. I have to make a call out, even though it's not one of your favorites, but to Black Snake. Well, no, we were just talking about this off mic. I love Black Snake, and I love the game for it. I play the hide-and-seek game where they, where we sing louder and softer, and mm-hmm. I use it for dynamics, too, mm-hmm. to review dynamics. But my issue with it is the, where are you hiding? So we should sing it. Yeah, okay, sorry. Black, black snake, black snake, where are you hiding? Black snake, black snake, where are you hiding? Black snake, black snake, where are you hiding? Don't you bite me. I was going to let you finish it because I've heard little versions. I've heard variants in that last one. Oh, is, it, is this in the 150 or the 155? Uh, 
You know what? I, I feel like it's an American methodology, but I could be wrong. We'll I think find it, out. Yeah, we we'll find out. But my issue, is, well, my students' issue, and uh, therefore a reflection of me, my issue is that they are not getting that rhythm of where are you hiding as tita, 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 because of the high. And, and that's exactly why I like it because it's not just cinco patata, but we've got that cinco. I know, but that's not how my kids hear it or clap it when it comes to like if we do dictation or something. They're they're having a hard time and then I feel like I'm explaining more I don't know yeah I, I'm just I did it this year for Cinco Pa but I'm thinking next year I might change yeah. it out well because you know you yeah. can do that <laughs> I one of the reasons you mentioned the game yeah and do you play the same game that I didn't seek I game? do but I reverse it so it my, okay so like Lucy Lockett is we sing louder when we're close we sing softer when we're far away yeah. but black snake is opposite oh wow so just for fun. Just for fun, ah. because it's a little more advanced. Yeah. So when kids, uh, when the kid who is fi- trying to find the black snake, so it's like a hide and seek game. You hide the black snake somewhere in the room, or you can hide it on somebody. Oh, that's fun. And yeah, that's that's what I do with Lucy Lockett. And then the person who is seeking it, when they are close to the black snake, we sing softer. And then when we're far away from the black snake, we sing louder. And this is good for older kids because they have more control vocally and they are able to sing softer, more so than like back in first grade or kindergarten when you were doing Lucy Lockett, right? Well, and it makes sense you would get softer when you get close to the snake so he doesn't jump out and bite you. That could be. (laughs) I like that. I've never thought to play it that way. That's so funny. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to mention one more single pa song then. Because it's everybody's favorite. Um, Alabama Gal. Yeah. Um, come through in a hurry, come through in a hurry, come through in a hurry, Alabama Gal. And, of course, once they know it well enough, you can bring out the wonderful recording from the New England Dancing Masters. And you can do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They just absolutely love that whenever we have a choice day or anything of that sort they always we want, want to play Alabama, Alabama gal. gal every time it's just a favorite so yeah. really great for that concept as well yeah so we have lots of syncopas we should move there on there you go mm-hmm. yes okay so tom team tom team would be the next one Dicor eighth fourth grade yeah um you want to go first um i do love chairs to mend yeah. Even though it's, it's kind beautiful. of a boring song it is but it's a really lovely canon yes and Should i have a, a nice um a, a picture book oh, do that you? goes along with it. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah. I need to find that. And, and it, it, those, these are street cries for right. chairs to men. Right. Right. So, yeah. you know, and and I tie it into that. Right. And I have, I tell you what, I've had limited success, honestly. My, my goal is always to try to get them to sing chairs to men in canon, but, well, not in canon, Wandering sorry. Wandering around the room. Wandering around the room, everyone has their own street quiet. Oh, so they're not, they're just repeating the yes, same Yes, so it's not in canon, so it's like, ah. so one group is going, chairs to mend, oh, chairs to mend, chairs to mend, oh, chairs to mend. And another group is going, mackerel, fresh mackerel, mackerel, fresh mackerel. And then another group, any old rags, any old, but okay. rhythmically. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? No. Oh. I was going to ask totally. Oh, it's tricky. I was going to ask tricky. contextually. I don't know that I've ever quite understood what the any old rags part is for. Um, I think that you're like soliciting, asking for old rags. I, I wondered if it was like a laundry person, but that didn't make sense to me. I don't know. That, I think that's what I told my kids once. What are you doing with these old rags? Um, 
we need to do more research. I'm sorry, I put you on the spot. No, no. I, I, any old rags? Well, what are we doing with them? I don't know. I I told my kids, and I <laughs> could be totally quilts. wrong. And I think I even said, I wonder if it means <laughs> that you know it's a laundress. It's a yeah, laundry you could person. be saying any old rags for me to wash. Yeah, or you maybe could be do saying you use them for like oil. Do you have any or... old rags? I can make them into something. Okay, if anybody knows. Tell us about the old bags. Yeah, Mm -hmm. chairs to men, very nice. Um, We mentioned it on the last podcast for Lola, but you can always bring back Big Fat Biscuit, which I do. That's when I do Big Fat Biscuit. Can I tell you, though, all right, I'm having some Big Fat Biscuit issues. (laughs) Okay. Every time, because every time I do this game, there's a fight. Oh. I don't mean like a, you know, a brawl. They're arguing over who They're, jumped farther. Yes, yeah, someone says someone else is cheating, okay. and there's tears, or there's arguing, or but we they... don't play this game anymore. Uh huh. I know. I I'm say. just. I'm getting really. Yeah, tired I've had some classes that I, I've had to take big fat biscuit away. Yeah, I really have. No more fat biscuit for <laughs> no you. No biscuits for you. <laughs> Um, another lovely thing is the birch tree. Oh, yes. There's a little birch in the meadow. See the leaves are dancing. Oh, I thought it was curly leaves are... I swear we've had this conversation before on this podcast. Oh, okay. Dancing when the wind blows. Lulee loo when the wind blows. Lulee loo when the meadow. Wait. When the wind blows. I don't know. I mean... Wasn't it probably originally in Russian? Yeah, so we really should be singing in Russian. Which I don't know. No. It's in Russian, but singing I'm just saying, Russian. hence the various, you know, right. probably translations. And I have a lovely, I mean, we play it on recorder too. Yeah. Because it's a lovely little, yeah. uh, I mean, easy to do on And there's a really beautiful unison um, choral octavo right. arranged by Mary Oh, Getsy. and then, oh, That's yeah. That's really, really nice. And then, what? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking. Tchaikovsky's, which yes. symphony? Four. Four, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then you could show them that really cool video. Have you seen this video? No. Of the dancers. I mean, Ukrainian or Russian, I'm not quite sure exactly. We'll find the link. And it's these women, and they're wearing these beautiful red skirts, and they're moving in such a way that it looks like they're floating, like they're gliding. Ooh. And they're moving to the Well, now we have to link tree. it. Oh, it's so cool. It okay. is so, so cool. I've shown it to my kids, and they think it's... It's mesmerizing. Oh, well, you're going to give me that link. Yeah, so I am. Put it it's on the really, notes. really fun. Okay. And they talk about balalaikas, and I actually Ooh. have a balalaika now in my room. You do? I do. Um, wow, can you play it? I know just said, hey, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, I don't know how to play it. I don't even know how to tune it. I guess I could look it up, but right now it's just sitting on this my shelf. This has got to be a YouTube video on oh, how to play balalaika. Sure. Um, but it's just a great conversation piece with the kids about what a balalaika is. How nice. So fun. You know, this is interesting that we're talking about this because I do have a, a I have a good amount of Russian students. Oh, do you? Yeah, and I mean ESL Russian yeah. students. So yeah. I really need to be borrowing your balalaika. You can borrow it <laughs> and tune it for me. <laughs> Woohoo, yay. Um, can we mention our old sow before Kaimo, we move como, on? Kimo. Um, yeah. yeah. Our old sow is getting, getting very fat. Kaimo, como, chemo. Three foot two across the pack. Kaimo, como, chemo. I know I've gotten the measurements wrong before. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, they, they can diet and get bigger. <laughs> it's okay, <Three> sows. <laughs> three foot two. But I'm always guessing, is it three foot? Yes, it's three foot two across the back. Mm-hmm. Three foot. Yeah, that's how... 
That's how I think I learned yes. it. I think I learned this from you originally, Tanya. Oh, okay. Um, Did I teach you the chase game? Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they make the grid with the their corn arms. Rows, so the yeah. corn yeah, the cornfield, and then you've got the farmer and the sow. And, yes. Oh, gosh. It's such a favorite and a great game to play outside. Yes. In the springtime. Very, time. very fun in the springtime outside. Yeah. And that kaimokomo kimo is just your perfect tom team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And melodically, it's it's very simple. It's got the low so in there. Otherwise, it it's it's pretty simple melodically. So. Yep. All right. Speaking of melodic, now let's, mate, that let's, transition. Be, let's go melodic. All right. So here we go. We are now in half step land. Yay, half steps. This is where it gets complicated. Yeah, I love it because my kids are like, ha, finally. I know. <laughs> Well, I was just, yeah, I mean, my sixth graders this week, they, they find the whole prep phase to be amusing at this yes, point. Because, they're like, I we mean, know. They know, and I'm like, what is this fa you're speaking of? <laughs> they're like, it's fa. I'm like, huh? I mean, but again, the point of the prep phase, it's not just to name it. It's mm-hmm. it's so they can get it in their ears. Get it in their ear. And get it in their voice and show get it in their it body. On, and and, yes, yeah. it's, it's officially presented when we show it on the staff. Exactly. Add the hand sign. Exactly. Able to write it, able to do all all the things yeah go deep with the blooms you know yep yep mm-hmm. all right so far we're gonna have a lot of songs with the so far me right well that's, that's our, just the most that's ex- our culture that's, man yeah and that's yeah. the most successful thing i know a lot of people cut the cake early on i save cut the cake for elder kids i do too i actually i use it for high dough and then i bring it back for fa yeah so should we sing it one time just yeah. to be sure yeah clap, clap your hands oh get- see okay oh. i know it differently do you sing clap your hands yes, together? Oh, yeah. okay. Clap your hands together, give yourself a shake, make a happy circle, then you cut the cake. So then, funny, right? Don't. Yeah. And I, I know it's it's contrived. I, I added this. I get, uh, We say, oh, yeah, so me Rado, slice. <laughs> I think that's too cute. I, I haven't done that yet. Um, well, because then they'll slice on the slice. Oh, right. Well, I have them do cake. I just tell them slice on the cake. Oh, kid, then you then you, then cut, you cut the cake. cake. Right, and then chaos And then ensues. inevitably one kid goes, go! Um, I'm like the rest. Of the oh, end, so nice. I don't say it. They so maybe we should explain the game. Oh, sure. Okay. I'll let you do that. Oh, fine. <laughs> so everyone's in a circle. Um, someone's in the middle. A happy everyone's a, a happy circle. Yes, the song tells you what to yes, do. Yes, you you have to take hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we take hands, not wrists, yep. blah, 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 with all yep. the hand-taking stuff. And then the kid in the middle, when you say, then you cut the cake either on cake, cake or, or slice. slice, which is, I just put that in there, not really in the song. Um, then the two kids that they are cut slicing, yes, they take off in opposite directions, yes, and they go around the circle and whoever gets back to that spot and tags that person's, the kid in the middle puts their hand out. Yes. Waiting. Yes. Right. Um, then who whoever slaps their hand or touches their hand or whatever their hand mm-hmm. first wins. But now, what wins, what whatever wins means is up to you. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I've said, ooh, you win the spot, and then the other person cuts the cake. Oh. No, they want to cut the cake. Right, and room, so, so it could go either way. Yeah. Like, and I've also done it that way. And that do you, you do the safety rule? I do. I have lots of safety rules because once upon a time, well, there's so many reasons, but um, I had some. You oh, had a bloody a f- nose. I had didn't a bloody nose. I had yeah. like bloody mouth, bloody nose, <laughs> lots of laughing and giggling and blood. Yes. Because uh, these <laughs> cut the cake sixth grade boys 
they were like, we want to play Cut the Cake. You yeah. know, it was a free day yeah. thing. And that was what they wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And it was like May. Yeah. And they were like, you Into know. it. Brutal Cut the Cake. <laughs> oh. And I should have, I don't know, whatever. It's They're fine. I haven't been sued. It's good. And they ran in someone's forehead. And this was with my safety rules. Can I just say that? Yeah. It's not oh, as, yeah. It's not as though I created So, for example, bit. when they cross by each other on that opposite side of the circle, mm-hmm. do you have them stop? I have them stop and I have shake them and, stop say, and say good morning, say, good, morning good, afternoon, good afternoon, good night. I must have learned that from Jill Kirk. I think that I was think it, yes. who we learned it from. Mm-hmm. Um, or my kids like to say it in Spanish, buenos dias, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Ooh, that would really slow my down. Mine well, down. I mean, my, my ELL kids prefer it because cool. if they say it in English, it really slows them down. That's awesome. So yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, and then um, I don't know what to do at the end. I just always say be smart because if you're running full speed, you're going to smack into each other. So be yes. smart. And I just threaten them. I say if, if there's blood or a broken bone, we can never, ever, ever play this game again. <laughs> so they get uh, yeah. scared. That's what I did, but it was like, it okay, work. well, we've got four weeks left. Yeah, so we're whatever. sixth graders. <laughs> we're tough. So, yeah, so I know heels. other people who have done things like we don't run. Um, I know Andrew Ellingson does like a walk or, on your heels yeah. type of thing. And some people do like um, walk fast or yeah. I don't know. You could do walk on your knees. But I, I really like them stopping, meeting, say good morning, good afternoon, and good night. But you yeah. have to like train them because I have had kids who are not always, you know, paying attention who will shake hands and then turn turn around and go back. Have right. you yeah, had that yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. So they'll retrace their steps. Right. Like, no, no, no. Doesn't count. Yeah, you you are intersecting, and then you keep going the same keep direction. Going. Yes. Yeah. Forward momentum. Forward momentum. All right. All right. Um, I do bring back Are You Sleeping? I do, too. A.K.A. Frere Jaca. Yep. I mean, older students, they still love to sing this. Uh-huh. And, and they and love singing There's so many canon. things you can do yeah. with instruments. And oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a classic. It's, it's a canon. It great. becomes astinati. There's so many things you can mm-hmm. do. Um, another favorite for Fa is Obwisana. The oh, yeah. rock passing game from Ghana. Yes. Obwisana, because it's got that fun syncopated rhythm. Exactly, and the and the rock passing yeah. or stick passing. Yeah, Obuisana is like one of the very first um, like passing games I ever learned. Like yeah, me way too. back in the beginning of me my teaching. Me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just loved that um, passing that that three pattern against four. Yeah, you know. I love that. I have a little collection of rocks that students have brought me over the years Ooh. do you have that <laughs> i just i have like three or four rocks and i have this little basket of like game props uh-huh. and the kids kind of know like that's where i get my stuff and um i've just had kids throughout the years who just brought me a rock and been like i saw this rock and it just seemed perfect for old boy oh, how so lovely. i just every time i grab a rock i end up grabbing a different one and it just makes me smile nice it's a sweet little memento yeah um i was gonna shout out sarah sponda yeah. I mean, it's a great high dose song. Yes. But it also has that descending with the fa, uh-huh. descending melodic pattern, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's a fun one to bring back. Um, Can I, just real quick, I know we probably don't really want to get into this too much because this kind of becomes the whole bridge into absolute pitches. Yes. But at this point, we are talking about half steps. We are talking about half steps. Because they really need to understand. And I mean, they're singing it, hopefully. But, I mean, to me, the best way is, is to show them what a piano keyboard looks yeah, like Yeah, well, and, point. you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's how I approach it as well. Yeah. In the in the last few months, 
I, and I haven't done it, so, you know, this is just, it's one of those things that's going to percolate in the back of my brain before I actually do it. But I was thinking about, you know, I always rely on the visual of the piano keyboard when we're talking about whole steps and half steps. And I would really like to bring in other things. Like, I have a good friend, um, my friend Stuart in Seattle, who plays guitar. We went to uh, undergrad together, and, mm -hmm. and we had all of our music classes, and we would study together. And um, I've known him for a very long time, and we would talk a lot about music theory, and he would always talk about how it made so much more sense when he could see those things on the guitar. Ah. And so he would, like, show me, and and, and of course... So it, with frets, you mean? Like, yeah, with frets okay. on the guitar. And so I've been... It's just been... Just in the last few months, I think I read somebody on Facebook said something about, you know, how can I um, introduce whole steps and half steps without a piano keyboard. And, mm -hmm. and there was a, a brief discussion about that. And I was thinking, you know, that's something that I've always wanted to get back to to make sure I catch more kids who might relate differently. Yeah. Right? I mean, hearing it is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, we really do rely on the visuals because it's hard to... And many of us learned on the keyboard first, so it seems exactly. natural, but is it natural to the kids? Maybe right. Not. So I was thinking, you know, besides the guitar, I wonder if there's other things, like, should I be bringing in brass instruments? Should I be... Which, I can't imagine a brass instrument would really be no, helpful, No, because it, that's all about hearing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can see the frets being helpful, and that's interesting because mm -hmm. I am, I mean, like I said, I just presented Fa to sixth grade, but I'm also doing guitar stuff with them. Well, there you go. So I might, that's, there I might go. try it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, I need to really do something with that. Yeah. In yeah. mind. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about tea. Let's tea. And, you know, this, is, this is where it's getting serious. We are. You know. <laughs> we better be singing well, man. You've got that whole scale. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people do like to really take their time to split um, teaching tea low tea versus high tea. Like, yeah. it's almost a separate concept. No, I don't have time for that. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to for mm -hmm. me, too. I mean, it's, it sounds great in and theory. And the song literature... We have so much leading tone, yeah. you know, T-Do. Yeah. And by this time, I mean, they, they understand the extension of low-la, low-so, high-do, uh -huh. that to me it never seemed 100% necessary that they would immediately really understand that there's both T's. Right. So I haven't really had I think by the time it. we get to high-do, they're getting that, right? Yeah, so. yeah, they're getting this idea. So my favorite T is Aquaqua. Yes. Because it's got that Aquaqua de la Omar, qua, qua, qua. Yep, La and you can anacrusis while you're at it. Yes, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in that one, mm -hmm. but just because of that really obvious pattern in there. Yes, and then you had song. mentioned Sansa Croma. Yeah, which I love. another passing game. Mm -hmm. So that one goes, Sansa Croma, Nine wo, che che kokoma. Sansa Croma, Nine wo, che che kokoma. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the translation is something about a hawk. It is. Yeah, it's what like is it? it's, it's a hawk. like big hawk. You is it take care of the other of the baby hawks? Oh gosh, no! I thought it was something more where like the hawk is getting something. Shoot, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't either. It. And I, I'm gonna. Re I know I've referenced this book uh, at least once before, but the uh, "Let Your Voice Be Heard" mm. collection of um, songs from Zimbabwe. Yeah. And um, Ghana, yeah, which is just an excellent resource, and has a field recording in there, and that's you know, yeah, my go. That's my go-to source for that song. Yeah, and yeah. I learned it as a stick passing game. Is that what it's traditionally always been? 
know about that for sure. I'm trying to. I, I honestly, I and that I might, the game might just be an. Added I know there's elements. a dance that goes with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. and I've done it with kids in concert. Once upon a time, we used to do um, like music from Africa uh-huh. concert, and yeah. and I had the stick passing game and the dancing going on and some instruments. Yeah. Going on, and it's very interesting because the kids love doing like this big hawk dance sure thing yeah, yeah cool any other teas that you want to mention um sorry no. No, i'm just putting you on the spot <laughs> no, <you're> just... <laughs> <laughs> but there you go and then of course you've got the full major scale so then there's so then a you million just go things to town. Well, and minor scale and then mm-hmm. you can major minor but we'll probably talk more about that when we talk about fifth grade yes we're talking about a work smarter not harder teacher tip something that you can you know help out in your day-to-day organization or just make life easier so carrie what you got okay so manipulatives love them yes um I recommend not having everything be the same color. And one might think, especially with primary kids, that they might get a little, I want this color, I want that color, which is why you have the you get what you get and you don't throw a fit rule, right? Mm -hmm. But here's why I really like making sure that I have a variety of colors. So, for example, my kindergartners are working on, oh no, my first graders, excuse me, were working on long and short short Mm -hmm. in preparation for Tan TT. I was doing a dictation activity where they had a bag of pipe cleaners that were cut to different lengths so there were long ones and there were short ones Mm -hmm. and they would put one long or two short on a beat right yeah yeah so i have red yellow blue and green ones and i would alternate when i would pass them out to the kids and the sole reason for that just being when their stuff is on the floor and they inevitably have one stuck under their shoe or under their foot it's really easy to say oh Susie, that's yours because Susie has blue and her neighbor has green and the neighbor on the other side of her has yellow. So it just really helps them keep track of what's theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Just to make sure that they they can keep track of what's theirs and not be like, oh, no, that's his. And no, that's yours because you have a totally different color. I I hear you. And then make sure you alternate those colors when you're passing out the materials. I've done that as well. Like if I make, um, say, post office cards, like for melodic reading... I'll make sure that I copy them off in several different colors of cardstock uh-huh. so that st- sets can go together. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's just awesome. a little organization hack, if you will. Very helpful. You will, yeah. th- your future, you will thank you. Yep. It's our CODA section where we each give a personal and or professional recommendation <laughs> if you're feeling extra CODA-y today. Oh. Um, so, Tanya. Because I just want to do two. Oh, I love it. I, you know, I mean, one is, okay, so my school-related one. <laughs> okay. It's a tiny, tiny thing. Yeah. Uh, so, it's holiday time of year. Yes. And, um, so, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing the, the sing-along. Yeah. And, and I have to do it for every class. It no longer works to combine classes because there's very large class sizes. Anyway, I can't. I wish it could. It's not happening. So it's me sing along many times over. That's yes. fine. But I like to mix in some other little things, uh-huh. too. Uh, and, you know, the Maccabees. 
which are this they they're this acapella, uh, Jewish, acapella group. Yes. Yeah, and fabulous videos and things, and they have one for uh, dreidel for the dreidel song. Uh huh. That I just showed you. You do, yeah. I, spoiler <laughs> but, alert, I've already seen it. Yeah, where they do <laughs> the dreidel ago. song in lots of different styles and yes. genres. So oh, they do it's like so a, cute. a blues version and a, a countrified version, which they call bluegrass, but it's not really bluegrass. I disagree. And an 80s version, yeah. which is kind of it's kooky. Like cheesy And thing. a reggaeton version, which you're like, hmm, reggaeton, not whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, and even a gospel version, which well, is kind that of... confused me. That's kind of lie. Yeah, but they did it well. They did. And, oh yeah, and it was it was amusing. And they did a, a lovely classical version. And yeah. at the very end, there's a couple of Queen shoutouts. Yeah. Which makes for really good trivia questions for my older kids. Right. Because most of them can go. Wait a minute, I know that song. You yeah. Know? What is but that? But they're singing the lyrics for Dreidel. Sure. Anyway, so the Maccabees. Their versions, uh, different styles of the dreidel song, yeah, is um, just an awesome little fun video. I love it. It's cute. Yes. So that's my school thing. Okay. And then my personal thing is I've been watching more TV mm. the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to hunker down. We've been hunkering down. It's winter. It's winter. Um, my husband's, you know, my husband's father recently past yes so it's just been kind of a solemn kind of quiet time at yeah home and family time family time um and television mm-hmm. is something we've been doing yeah anyway uh so we've been watching this show on um amazon prime called uh undone mm-hmm. and it's this um it looks very serious mm-hmm. and very surreal, and and it is, but it's very funny as well. Okay. And it's this. Um, the first season came out in September, and it stars Rose Salazar, and I don't know what else she's been in, and also the actor from Better Call Saul, and I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and she's a um, like twenty nine year old kind of. Uh, day by day, works in a childcare center, and she gets into a car accident. And this is not too much of a spoiler because it happens right away. Uh-huh. And she starts talking to her deceased father mm-hmm. and um, starts messing with time and space because he was a um, physicist. Okay. Who was into messing with time and space and was on to something. And so uh, the the kicker of this whole thing is that the animation, it, it's animated. Yeah. But it's not straight up cartoon animated. Right. It's um, like drawing over animated. A long time ago, there was a movie called Waking Life, which has this style of animation. Oh. Um, there's been this. It, so it's like, wow, it really looks like live or it looks like, uh, you know, what you would see in just a normal movie or a, a normal sitcom or television show. But it's been drawn on top of. Okay. It looks like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So it's kind of sci-fi-ish, but also like dark humor kind of thing. Exactly. Cool. Sounds right up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole family, we've been kind of, you know, hunkering down and watching this. Nice. It doesn't sound funny, but it really is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, um, Davi Diggs is in it. He's got a little role. (laughs) Lafayette. And, you know, I'm there for any Davi Diggs. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what do you have? Um, you know. I've been dabbling a little bit in in some new music, and I'm I'm I think I like it. 
cute. I think I like it. So um, I took my daughter to see Frozen 2. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I actually kind of liked it. You know, better than I thought I would. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. so pretty. It was really pretty. And it was and so autumn and I loved that. Yeah, yes. Um, and the music, of course, and anything with Adina Menzel, I'm, I'm yeah, there for. Yeah, she's great. Um, but what I was intrigued by was um, the singer Aurora that was mentioned. So there's kind of this voice that's always calling oh, to Elsa. yeah, yeah. And they mentioned the singer Aurora, and I was like, huh, who's that? So I kind of went down this little rabbit hole, and I looked her up, and she is a Norwegian singer, songwriter. She looks like she's about 10 years old, but she's <laughs> she's actually like but in her 20s. Um, you know, I think she's kind of compared to like Billie Eilish in a way um, uh, in Europe because she's it's very kind of like she's European avant garde. Yeah, she's Norwegian. She's oh, okay. super duper blonde, really sweet. I mean, she honestly it reminds me a lot of Bjork, um, like oh. early Bjork stuff. Is it like Inya? Um, no, it's it's a little bit more poppy, I guess. And, okay. Um, but the songs I was listening to and watching videos and stuff on YouTube, she's singing in English, and she just has a really cool voice, and I really like her style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stumbled upon, you know, some nice things that I've been listening to her on Spotify. Oh, so, um, Yeah, so her name's Aurora. She just goes by Aurora. Um, one video in particular that just made my day was um, she performed on Jimmy Fallon a couple years ago. Oh. And... Um, She's just so happy, and she's, like, dancing around and bouncing, and she's just dancing to her own music in just oh, such a delightful way, and it's, mm. like, that she's just, like, this lovely little sprite, but there's nice. definitely more depth than that. I'm, I'm not trying to make her sound too cutesy. Not um, a manic pixie The reason, yeah, singer. no, the reason why I'm still a little on the fence is I feel like, ah, oh, it might be a little bit too, like teeny-ish, like teeny bopper-ish for yeah, me maybe in a way. Whatever. Like I'm just not really into Billie Eilish. I've listened. It's my, just not my My jam. daughter's obsessed right now. Really? Yeah, just within the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's She's it's, definitely a force to be reckoned with and yeah. it's not, I mean, I don't dislike, I mean, I respect her talent. It's just not really my style of music. Yeah. I feel like Aurora's kind of more my speed because, well, first of all, I just like Billie Eilish just sings so low, and it's all just so, like, dark and broody, where Aurora is a little bit more uplifting, and, I mean, there's still sadness in her songs. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I'm going off on a tangent, but... It's all good. um, I just think her voice is beautiful, and it just all... And she's sunny. She's a little sunnier. She's a little sunnier, although, like I said, it's kind of odd Bjorkish kind of things, too, going on, so... Anyways, hard to describe. Well, how, kind well, of Billie Eilishy, kind of Bjorkish, kind of Sia, kind of like along those lines. Lovely. Yeah. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. Just look for our handle, Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Next time, we'll be wrapping up our grade level series and talking about fifth grade and maybe a little bit beyond. Uh, we'll see yeah, how it goes. <laughs> Until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicking.